Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the NXT 2.0 review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT 2.0, but also AW, as well as pay views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture as i said though joined by michael sidgwick michael hamlet taking a well-earned day off today but sid we are here to talk about nxt 2.0 what did you think of it like not much i laughed there because i looked at your face as i was saying it i thought yep yeah, see where this is going not much at all several bad promos several nothing matches um low on complete bollocks which mm-hmm. just makes it worse because when we are generous to it it's because it's made us laugh in Voluntarily, not a good shoe, not a good shoe, Paul, not a good shoe. Uh, Tony D'Angelo talking segment, a Tiffany Stratton talking segment, Cameron Grimes win, and Tony D'Angelo lost. So, mostly good for me. So, seven for you. Yeah. (laughs) Three for me, a seven for you. So, that makes a ten. Yeah, there you go. Uh, right, let's dive straight into it then. Uh, The show opened uh, with a lovely graphic uh, honouring the late Tim White, and uh, we went straight into it with Solo Sokoa versus Grace and Bloody Waller. Uh, Grace and cutting a promo as he walks out, uh, saying he's sick of hearing about Solo Sokoa. Should we talk about him instead? Calls himself the greatest first-generation talent in WWE history. He says, you, all the fans are losers. Solo Sokoa's a loser. You all think he's good because you're all bloody solo, basically. Uh, and he says, I'm sick of censoring myself. You know what? I'm going to say what I really think right now to Solo Sokoa in the audience. Uh, but thankfully, Solo Sokoa saves Grayson Waller from a lawsuit, one would assume, by immediately running out and attacking him. He batters him. He dominated for large parts of it. He batted him around ringside. They get in the ring. The ring, uh, the bell rings. Um, and yeah, more of the same, basically. Waller tries to fight back, but Sokoa just dominates him for the most part. Um, at one point... Solo Sokoa got Grayson Waller up on his shoulders, made for like a Samoan drop or something, and Waller, uh, scratching and clawing, pulls off one of the turnbuckle pads. That'll come into play a little bit later on. Um, During the break, uh, (laughs) I did notice this, Grayson Waller teased a stink face, which was brilliant, especially with Solo He just doesn't care, does he, about the, like, Anuahi family. He's like... I'll fight all of you. I don't care. You're all bellend. Samford's thing. I think he's angling for a match with Roman. Like that in that sort of riddle Lesnar way. Yeah. Except way cleverer. Yes. Um, but that fires Sokoa up. Um, but Waller used that to bait Sokoa in and he works him over. Eventually when we come back, Sokoa fires up, hits the Umaga hip attack, uh, hits a Samoan drop, climbs up top, but Grayson Waller is smart. He rolls out of the way. So Sokoa has to come back down. Yeah, Waller gets hit with a super kick, um, but gets sent into the corner with the exposed turnbuckle. And when Sakura attempts that Umaga attack thing uh, again, Waller moves out of the way. Sakura hits the exposed turnbuckle and then gets nailed. He'd attempted it earlier but failed. But this time, um, Grayson Waller hits that 
rolling cutter thing that he does, which always looks great, in my opinion, and gets the one, two, three, a shock win and a shock loss. A shock win for Grayson Waller and a shock loss for Sokoa. This is rubbish. <laughs> this is absolutely rubbish. I've had to listen to Solo Sokoa say, I got next for what feels like eight years, <laughs> only for him to do a job to Grayson Waller here. Leading to, presumably, another heel versus heel match, which wasn't exactly successful in the main event of this very broadcast. Mm. What was so rubbish about this is that he's had to say, I got next, I got next, I got next. So the idea here, right, is that you sympathize with Sakura because his opportunity, which maybe he earned at some point in a tag match, you can have a bloody remember with this godforsaken mess of a program. Maybe he's earned it. So he said, I got next. Now, he doesn't actually got next because he just got beat. So you are, theoretically, because he was cheated out of it with um, some nefarious behavior mm-hmm. from Grayson Waller, you're meant to think, uh, poor Solo Sakura, he had next, but now he's been cheated out of it. I'll rally behind him and give him my support next time round. The issue with that is he didn't really face any real struggle during the first, what, 80% of this match, mm. which was, I think... If I'm trying to be generous to determine what it was trying to do, but in my opinion failed at, is that I think they're trying to portray Grayson Waller as this incredibly, you know my, uh, I'm stoned already, bro. He had this um, expression, he was was great. He's like a great promo guy. He's just got great words. One of them for like a little sort of weaselly character who was lucky or, you know, a bit shadowy. He was squippy. Mm. I liked Squippy, I like so I think that, the yeah. idea, you can kind of infer what it means without any explanation. Like, Squippy, Grayson, Waller, I think he was meant to be cast here as like this total joke. Bumbling joke, he was woefully outmatched by Sakura, who's his badass. And I think it was meant to be a joke, like, ha, ah, look how rubbish Grayson Waller is. Yeah, he was look begging off at points, wasn't begging he? Begging off, and it was, I think it was slapstick stuff, but I just thought there's no drama to this. It feels like a babyface heat spot, which is... An oxymoron, of course, but that doesn't stop the morons of NXT <laughs> from laying out a match like this. I just thought, if this was like a, a spot or a drawn-out sequence, you've drawn it out way too much. It's mm. just boring. Watching a babyface do what is ostensibly a heat spot for a massive period of a pretty long NXT match by NXT standards was just woefully, woefully dull. I came away from it not thinking that the babyface was struggling or that he was exciting, or that he was gutsy. I just thought he was ultimately incredibly boring. This match did very little for me. It pretty much erased three months of my life, which I'd really like back. Mm. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting, like, uh, like an I'm getting old feeling, which I've never had in my life, and now it's hitting us at 36, soon to be oh, 37. No. And it's hauling my old arse around. Just feels like a struggle. Like... I'm just starting to feel incredibly old in those three months of Solo Sakura going, I got next, only for him to not get next. Really brings into focus, like, what am I doing with yeah. my life? And I don't really want to do that when I'm watching uh, my escapist hobby of choice. Yes. Except it's my choice, it's my contractual obligation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got what they were going for, like you say here. He was outsmarted by the dastardly heel who got his ass kicked. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really... Like, the Solo Sokoa character is over in the room. Everyone's but, over in that friggin' room. But Exactly, yeah. So, one of those... It, 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 I don't know why I even thought Bother. it was... Well, granted, sometimes that. But also, why I thought this was going to go any other way. Because it's like, okay, so they have this match, and then either have one more match next week, and then a match on the premium live event, or just straight to the premium live event match. Which, if Sakoa wins, it'd be tied, but they'd be like, no, 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 that counts as the proper yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That was a real quiz. So, anyway, uh, we go backstage, and there is Tony D'Angelo and the family, including Legado del Fantasma and Santos Escobar. Um, and uh, he's talking about his title match tonight. Mackenzie says, It's a big night for you, Tony. Uh, and he says, You know, it's a big night for the crew, Mackenzie. Now, the Legados have got the chance to get on my good side if they beat Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp. Spoiler alert, they didn't. Um, And I get my first taste of gold when I beat Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American Championship. Spoiler alert, he didn't either. Um, And she says, well, the acquisition of Legado hasn't quite gone as planned. How are you going to turn things around? He says, hey, in any any company takeover, there's going to be some growing pains, all right? 
I mean, Electra, and I was like, oh, yeah, Electra Lopez was in this stable. I'd forgotten about her. Electra, she's doing exactly what we told her to do. Get the fuck off TV, presumably. <laughs> uh, and the Legados have a chance to prove themselves to the family tonight. Right, Santos? Santos, very stern-looking, says, absolutely, Don, and shakes Tony's hand. Git. Sorry, spoiler alert for later. Uh, he says, because if I walk out of here and I am not the NXT North American champion, there's going to be hell to pay. And Santos says, not to worry, boss. I've got this. Tony says, okay, guys, let's get out of here. Let's scream. Hell, hell of foreshadowing this. Artistic. I mean, I really liked it, but I'm biased. Yeah, you are biased. Anything you want to say? Nah. I'll cover it later. Anything you want to say about what came next, which was the vignette for the former Jordan Devlin, now J.D. McDonough? How are we saying that? McDonough? McDonough? We'll do it in the accent, obviously. J.D. McDonough. Yeah, that's that's how you obviously say it. My only thought was... Like a Scottish Madonna. Except he's Irish. Oh, yeah, but Muck. Muck. Trying to think of a Madonna song now. Uh, Live to Tell's my favourite. Just uh, a beautiful, you can imagine yourself in the med, sitting on a cocktail, just ruefully thinking back on your life. You're right. Like a bloody virgin. Touched for the very first time. Thoughts? Not, not many. My only thought on this is that it is wild. It's one thing to drop a surname when you go to the main roster. It's another thing to just repackage a terrible gimmick into something else entirely. Just right, okay, we all we, we know we bollocked up here. Let's just erase the old past, right? Both Fabian Aigner and Jordan Devlin were like champions. They, in those characters, you kind of can't go back from that. Hmm. It's not like, all right, okay, well, um, you know. That wasn't working for us. Clearly was. Yeah, no, it's not like uh, Isaac Yankum DDS. That was a total bomb. Um, forget that. Just he can be the fake Diesel, and then, all right, that bombed. But he's big. We'll want to do something with him. Maybe he's developed a little bit. Like, maybe he can be Kane. Mm. That's fine. You can't go all the way to the top of your division, right? Become one of the best in your field and Mm. think, all right, okay, actually, no, he needs a new character because this one's rubbish. You've committed to him being champion. You understand how stupid (laughs) this is and how no one will be able to take this seriously and how it means everything that's happened prior means nothing. I don't care, because Jordan Devlin's, you know, alleged to be an arsehole. Mm. You can't say for certain. Yes. So I was, what's it, J.D. McDonough? J.D. McDonough. How do you chant that? It just is. J.D. McDonough. We're just going to do J.D. on there. Let's go, J.D. It's it's a difficult one to, the syllables, but you know what? I don't care, because I'm never going to chant it. My my two takeaways here from from this was... They've given him a completely new name, but he's kept everything else because he was talking about never betting against an ace. Yeah, he's kept the ace thing. Um, he lives in a penthouse in Dublin. Dublin. Biggest city in the world, you know. So it's always Dublin. Wordplay. Uh, it talked about winds of change. And my main concern was, is he driving to NXT? Because he was driving here. Well, and I was like, petrol prices are ridiculous at the moment. So, Well, you know, we could take a... Kayak across the Atlantic. <laughs> That'd be so good. He's coming soon. He's just him pissing about in a kayak. For, six for all I care, the guy can take a kayak. Uh, <laughs> then we got uh, a women's tag match. And I thought, I'm fairly certain we've seen this a few times, this combination of four women. And they work well together. But I was like, why has this been randomly chucked on? And then it was completely obvious. But AEW this. Half an hour later, yeah. We've so got to win, therefore everything matters. Yeah. Does it? I've, Does I'm, it I'm, really? I'm, I'm actually going to get angry about NXT. And it's probably like such a minuscule thing for you. But for someone who holds NXT in such high regard, something really pissed me off a little bit later on. And I'm not just talking about Santos betraying the Nan. Okay. So, yeah, um, the girls who just love to have fun. They love to party. Caden uh, Carter and Katana Chance versus Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Feroz. Uh, I like the bit where this match, the match started. Think of this. Think of this in a if we were a boxing podcast. The match started and the opponent said, wait a second, I just need to do my dance. <laughs> and I think it was uh, Kevin Carter went, no. So <laughs> you listen to him, I was like, and just gets drop kicked across the ring. And I was like, good. I'm glad about yes. that. I'm pissing about. Uh, Kevin Carter and Katana Chance are a great tag team. They, they dominate 
They dominate for for the most part. Uh, Feroz gets super kicked. But at the one Fantastics point. were a great tag team. Right, the Young Bucks are a great tag team. These words carefully well okay. <laughs> They're a great tag team in NXT by NXT standards. Yes, uh, and even then. They've got a mint finisher. I do like watching yes, that 450 yes, yes, neck yes. breaker, which they hit on Ferrars, I believe, to get the one, two, three, and a fairly straightforward win. Yeah, straightforward win, the purpose of which became clear later on the show in a segment that I thought was absolutely awful. Yeah, I think I might join you on that one. We'll get to that a little we'll bit later on. I want to know your thoughts on what came next. I was intrigued by your thoughts on this the moment I watched it. Uh, Wesley comes out uh, and he thanks the audience for their support. Uh, there was a shot of him earlier on backstage looking very you know, determined. He walks out, uh, like I said, thanks to the audience. He says he's experienced the highest highs and the lowest of lows in recent months. He gets quite emotional. Uh, talks about teaming with his, uh, or his former team, I should say, with his brother, uh, that having to end. Gets quite teary-eyed, gets quite emotional, but he says he wears his tears proudly uh, because while his world had crumbled beneath his feet, uh, and all he'd found was pain and anger, uh, and it consumed him as though to the point where he wasn't acting himself. Uh, he now apologizes. He's trying to. He was trying to prove himself. He did it with Zion Quinn. He's done it with Sanger. Um, he just wants to show he can stand on his own two feet and do what he needs to do. And just as he seems to be hitting the crux of this, he gets interrupted by Trick Williams, who comes out and accuses Lee of leaving his brother behind. Maybe he's not as true a friend as he claims, and uh, Wesley's not having this dismisses it, saying, oh, well, what would you know all about this? You're just st- sat there playing second fiddle to Carmelo Hayes. Uh, he says, why don't you step in the ring with me and we'll see if we can sort this. And uh, Trip Williams says, no, nope, we're on my time and uh, maybe I'll do exactly what all of your tag partners have done and leave. And he does so. It's, uh, look, fair play to the delivery. He mustered up the tears. And, you know, he's probably drawing from a very real place and that, in theory, makes for a great promo. But, again, this brand in particular... Like, when they try to do serious stuff, it's just like, no, 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 don't take the piss. Like, you're taking the piss out of us here. Um, it's a, It feels at this point a little exploitative yeah. of the situation, which they've also never really addressed in full or truthfully. So it's all very strange, this. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. I think that Wesley was starting to just become a bit of a whining bitch, to be honest. <laughs> yes. In this storyline. So I think that... The, a bit of fire now. The direction, a bit of fire, like a bit of genuine emotion and not just being like miserable or entitled or whatever can only help them. And look, the actual direction this led towards, Trick Williams versus an excellent wrestler who he could theoretically benefit from working against. I'm obviously all about that because I think if Trick Williams can go, then money can be printed. So yeah. net result... Why the hell not do this? Both of these two have huge potential. Wesley has obviously shown that potential already. And Wesley's Trick, incredible. Trick Williams has, like you say, we've been saying this for months now, needs needs the Largo Loop, needs, you know, regular matches needs against... Needs a Japan dojo. Well, needs the new Japan dojo, yes, but needs regular matches against people, the quality of Wesley. I really like the promo. Again, maybe it's because I'm genuinely willing Wesley to become something because... I just felt awful for him for the way things, you know, no fault of his own. His WWE run's been so bad because he was rejected by this particular crowd, which made the dissonance between yeah. what he was saying and how he's, been, how he's been received previously. Just, again, another, it was hard to actually take seriously. So he's been rejected by this crowd for the dumbest of reasons. And this is a dumb crowd. Yeah, his career's been set back for no fault of his own. Guys, absolutely incredible. So, yeah, maybe I should be a little bit more human. But also, yeah, like you say, I like this for two reasons. Number one, a, a bit of fire for this character. But also, yeah, just the, the the IRL development of, oh, great, Trick Williams is going to be working with Wesley all over that loop. So he's going to come on, hopefully, leaps and bounds. Yeah. So you really like that. And really like what came next as well. It's time for Tiffany's trailer and to sit mm, down. Yeah. Talk about Wendy chair. This was absolutely sensational. <laughs> Um, sits down, and uh, this is interspliced with footage of Wendy Chu. Uh, and she says, you want to know what I think of Wendy Chu? How much time do we have? We're going to be here a while. Um, the first words... Especially when you're doing the promo for Beatum, Will Warren. <laughs> the first words... Which you never do for anybody else. No, I literally, because there is... Hang on, let me do this out. I think there's three people I go... No, we're going to have to wait. You yeah. Have to wait the, we're going to have to wait for the... Uh, Wait for the me to verbatim rewrite these uh, promos so we can do them. And it's, to be fair, it's fairly even. Two WWE superstars, one AEW superstar. 
And that's Tony D'Angelo, Tiffany Stratton, and in such great company, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. <laughs> it's me, Keith Lee. Me, Tiffany Stratton. Me, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, actually. Yeah. One of us is going to lose our job. I just can't remember which one. It was broken company policy and probably done something they shouldn't have. Uh, right. Anyway, where are we? Oh, yeah. The first words that come to mind when I think of Wendy Chu is uh, tragic. I mean, come on. <laughs> when you see someone who sucks at life like her, you kind of feel bad. I mean, not for her. God, no. But for the people who have to be around that aura. I mean, Look at the way I dress. Look at my style, the way I carry myself. And then look at Frumpy. Love that as a nickname. Frumpy. I don't even know. I don't even want to know what her closet looks like with all those onesies in it. Ugh. It so gives me nightmares. Nightmares. I'm adding little flourishes here. I don't think she did. She didn't. Do you, do you think she's ever took face, first place in anything? Do you think she's ever lifted 200 pounds above her head in the gym? Or even been in the gym? Or even know a gym? Not including imaginary friends. Wordplay. So, good. So she's got an imaginary friend called Jim. Uh, who has? Wendy Chu. That's the implication? I th- well, yeah. I think she just was on a roll with the whole gym stuff and went, uh... It wouldn't be like an stick NXT the writer to make wordplay. Wait a second. Out of something that makes no sense. Yeah, wait a second. Jim's the name of a place, but also a person's name. <laughs> Wait till he finds out by the word Mark. Uh, <laughs> she's je- I love Abby. Abby, she's jealous of me. And, and that I can't blame her for, but what I can blame her for is ruining my ring gear. Does it? Does getting confetti slightly thrown at you ruin your ring gear? Not really. I know wrestlers who've pooped themselves in the ring. Not quite as bad. Getting confetti chucked at you. No, have you ever like uh, washed jeans where you got a hanky? Oh, in like the little white dots, just oh, like yeah. NXT com, and it's all over the goddamn <laughs> place. So is that what she? Just like the old, the, the, old the old Brooks Jensen. Yeah, so it's stuck to their gear, is what she's saying. Maybe it like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was the confetti that got stuck, but still. Um, she cast me a match, and they said, what happened with the confetti? And she says, step away from me, you Peter Pan reject. She loves sleeping so much. Slightly worried this last bit. She loves sleeping so much, I'll have no problem putting her to sleep for good. She's going to kill her. I think she's going to kill her. Okay. And she goes, I think that moment sort of dawned on her because there was a pause, and then she went, I think I've insinuated myself in a murder investigation, but we're done here. Toodles! Did you actually say that? She didn't say the murder investigation. No, no, no. That was maybe a, a, a bit of a, I just thought there was such a, like, the line surely should be, uh, she'll have sleep so much. Next time we're in the ring, I'll put her to sleep. But then that might insinuate that she's so crap at wrestling and boring. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't have done any wordplay yeah. around this. Maybe some words she shouldn't be played with at all. <laughs> but yeah. NXT, you complete hack cocks. Keep, keep, keep Obvi, keep Toodles, and keep Frumpy. Like this, ca- this woman's character is so good, yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, I, I didn't let you finish. Is that what you were going to say? No. Oh. Such a vapid airhead who likes material possessions so much and places so much value on aesthetics that if some don't meet her standards, she is literally kept awake at night by an outfit that doesn't look good. What keeps me up at night? What? The absolute refusal of the coronavirus to go away. Mm-hmm. Um... Complete mismanagement of everything by our government. The complete mismanagement of everything by our government. The fact that they, there used to be no such thing as satire, and that was quite bad because it meant that life was satire, which is bad. There's no such thing as scandal anymore. Nope. The, the sheer toothless frustration I have at the fact that nothing can change because awful behavior has been so normalized that it's pointless getting worked up about. And I get worked up about it being pointless to get worked up about. I care deeply about the, cry of the, U- the plight of the Ukrainian people, the, yep. people of, the people of Yemen. Um, Just the idea that it's almost impossible to look forward to anything, given that, yep. you know, things could change, waves could happen. And this airhead is kept awake and is given nightmares <laughs> by a onesie. <laughs> Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. 
A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Tagged action came next uh, in the form of Diamond Mind, represented by their leader, Roderick Strong. And Mike Heed is going to get a mobile phone soon. Oh, God. I didn't even think it's going to be at that. I cannot deal with the fact that. Wait, at what age? Because I've seen kids who are like four. I know their parents just give go, I can't be asked anymore. And I, I, I'm such a hypocrite because I. I sit, th- I sit there sometimes and I see people with their kids and they've given their kids, I don't know, hey, Dougie, to watch on their phone. And I'm like, ugh, so lazy as a parent. Like, when I have a kid, I'm going to make sure that they're entertained without having to look at screen whatsoever. And I have my nephew for like two hours. I'm like, I can't do this. I've got to put Thomas on. I, I, he needs to go to the island of Sodor because we, we, I can't take it anymore. But, yeah, so what age are you going for? Is James getting it then? Well, it's it's one of those things in the future that you have to keep your eye on because, you know, there's cyberbullying. There's, like, the idea of he's going to have to create a second identity, an <laughs> avatar almost, which is just going to warp his perception of his own self-worth. And all of this all of this actually keeps me up at night. Daddy, do you work with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can think of. In the ages, when enough of his friends get one, yeah. And the floodgates You open. can't be the kid who hasn't got it because yeah, then you exactly. get yeah, yeah. I get bullied and I'm like, yeah. But it's all right. I'll just think about onesie instead. Daddy, what did you talk about today? Uh, talked about AW Dynamite and NXT. Don't Google it. Don't. Oh, bollocks. Daddy, who's Tiffany Stratton? I love her. I'll be here. He's prefers Jack Grealish. Ah, he does, yeah. Anyway, what we're talking about? Oh, yeah. God bless him. I love him so much. <laughs> Tag match. Roderick Strong, Damon Kemp versus uh, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro, formerly of Legado del Fantasma, of course. Now of the family. The family. Uh, they were walked out by Stacks and Two Dimes, uh, who were just like, yeah, follow our lead. <laughs> and I was thinking, don't tell them that. These are two of the best tag team wrestlers they've got in NXT. But anyway... Um, Strong dominates early on, uh, targets the, the, I think, ripped off, I can't remember who's facing one of them, ripped off one of their gloves and uh, targeted the arm, tagged in Kemp. I think it was Cruz, Cruz del Toro, because uh, he got his hands on Cruz, uh, did uh, did Kemp, and they, they they fight a little bit. It's a little bit more back and forth with those two. Strong just yells at Kemp, who walks over and gets slapped in the face, and he's like, got it, right, and then just starts getting... Fired up, chucking Cruz all over the place. Suplexes him. In comes Wild. Nice spot. Um, Wild gets a belly to bellied onto uh, Cruz del Toro. They're so good, Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro. We say it every week, but still, every single week, bears repeating. Um, del Toro showcases that with a nice slingshot dive to the floor, and the finish was I think Roderick Strong sent Cruz del Toro into the ropes, and two times. Well, he wasn't paying that much attention, boss. He thought it was, I think, the opponent rather than Cruz del Toro. And he uh, trips Cruz del Toro with a crowbar. 
That distracts him. He turns around, yells at him, turns back around, uh, and uh, gets nailed by Strong and pinned by him. It's just, again, just it's cruel almost. You get a glimpse into some really good action, then you catch yourself getting into it, and you think, no point. No real point in this. Like, what, Why care about good wrestling when they don't care about it? Either um, some of the work here was excellent when Roderick Strong and one of the Legados, oh, sorry, sorry, the family. Yeah. Was in there the extended family? The extended called. family, but um, who mucked up at the finish in like the storyline? Uh, two dangs. That's the quinky dink. Yes, it's actually quite the goddamn quinky dink because they've given themselves quite the reason to you know excommunicate them from the family. Yeah, right. We get it, like give us. I that could be really good. Not to step all over our toes because we don't really have a lot to do normally on the preview, but. Yeah, I don't know when. We know that last week and this week were taped. We don't know about next week. You assume a go-ho maybe wasn't taped, but who knows? I don't think it was taped. I think it's live. So, yeah, you could have all the family in there, and there's Santos, and obviously what happens with him we'll get to in, in due course. And you could legitimately... Oh, I suppose he's been... Really, oh, I don't know. Well, if he's there physically, you could have... He won't be. Yeah, but you could say Tony had to make an example out of someone. And off, he, like an off-screen... Instead of it being... An off-screen moider. A working. An off-screen working. It's just quite the coinky-dink. Which is a lot, what a lot of the viewers do. Just quite a convenient coinky-dink that... Uh, they will go nowhere near and completely forget about next week. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> then we are backstage with Giovanni Vinci, um, who... Uh, Thankfully, he doesn't have a ridiculous accent quite like mine, uh, but says he's the most supreme athlete in NXT. And I was like, yeah, well, you were. And then they repackage you like this for some reason. Uh, but he's here to send a message in style. Um, he says, look, he knows everyone's watching, uh, including the champs. Everyone knows a premier athlete walked in with style. Speaking of style, here comes Ikaminjiro, who uh, comes in and takes the piss and seemingly sets up a match, which makes sense in terms of a, you had a fairly straightforward squash last week. And it's like, up the ladder, poor Ikamajiro. The second rung on that ladder is the jacket guy. Yeah, should be all right. Yeah, should be really quite enjoyable, that. I want to know what, what happened next, because you and I have sort of been talking in the office uh, about Apollo Crews. Can he see into the future? Is this the gimmick? Because People have mentioned Sherlock. Sherlock, the equalizer, I've heard. Like, last week made more sense. Because last week, How? as in compared to this, I'm, I'm talking very much like levels in this game. Last week, someone's being a knobhead in a di- diner. In a diner. And he thinks, oh, I should do this. And then he goes and does that, and we see him do it. This week, some guy was like, hey, hey buddy, I wouldn't go down there if I were you. It's some trouble, right? And he thinks, oh, what if I go down there and someone's getting beaten up or robbed or something, and I beat up all the guys? Also, don't little message for people, right? Uh, we're not necessarily the best podcast to follow in terms of life advice. I think we're pretty good, but we can go off the rails. Certainly myself can go off the rails a little bit. Don't walk the streets at night writing a journal. I think that's fairly good life advice, that, isn't it? Mm. Look where you're going and look at your surroundings. Um, but, yeah, this time he sort of envisioned kicking the ass of these baddies and then just walked to do it, but we didn't see him do it. So is that, can he see into the future, is my question. Maybe they're trying to portray him as someone who's so clinical at kicking ass and so methodical at kicking ass. Then again, everyone's methodical in WWE, so maybe that's not a unique character trait. <laughs> but maybe that's what they're going for. Like, he's so good at kicking ass. He's such a master strategist in the ring. Because remember when um, grizzled young veterans were like, we need to tell people how... <laughs> yeah. So despite being NXT, former NXT UK Tag Team Champions... Which, which they let on this week. Yeah, which theoretically makes us good because we have won gold. Mm-hmm. Best in our field or the best of the rest. Yeah, finalists in the, the, the cup, Dusty Cup as well. Literally number one. Literally number one. Yeah. They've had to go, right, okay, we need to work on, you know, the core. We need to work, um, James, <laughs> on the core element of what it is we do. Well, aren't we already the best at it because we've won titles? Yeah, it doesn't count. It's only NXT UK. So what we need to do is, if we can outwit an uh, Uber Eats driver. Yeah, he's going Scottish yeah. there. <laughs> if we can outwit an Uber Eats driver, we can outwit a referee. So they, like, try and get, like, an analogous 
thing in a real world scenario and like this is what the character can do when they get in the ring it's like, well I've seen it Apollo Crews for seven years <laughs> yes I've just figured it out by the way why they did that so I think they're basically saying he's a master strategist in the ring and we're gonna convey this because he's a master strategist they've seen they've seen the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Sherlock haven't they when he's in that fight and he's like I don't know I've, well, I've never seen it he's like he's in this fight and he's I like, like good cinema he's like Paddy the Blue and he like does this and he Beats this guy and he's like, uh, uh, punch him in the ribs and does this. And then he goes and does it, right? So maybe it's that. I don't know. Also, NXT, bit ahead of its time. Because normally we say there's, what, 20-year buffer between their movie references? You know, they're like throwing shoes like Austin Powers and stuff like that. Yeah. Dodgeball, 2004. That's 18 years. We're getting better. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. If you can rob an Uber Eats driver, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can maybe win a wrestling match. Which they've done several times. Yeah, granted. Uh, so yeah, that was that was this week's Apollo Cruise. These idiots who write this program need to log off Twitter, stop making fools of themselves, stop watching films, and just generally stop being hacks. That's what they can do with doing. Here, here. log off. I like that. Instead of we make movies, we watch movies. <laughs> we watch movies. <laughs> Uh, right, let's talk about the chaos you in watch the movies. women's division that you and I, I think, oh are going to go two-footed on here. God. So Toxic Attraction come out. Oh, good. Uh, she cuts a promo, does Mandy Rose, talking about Roxanne Perez. She says, look, her and her reject friends, they got a fluke victory last week. They're still losers. Um, and they say it's embarrassing. They think she's on top of the world. Gigi says it's not playtime. This isn't a video game. This isn't a fairy tale. You're not Cinderella. Uh, you got to get a reality check, and that reality check is going to be toxic. Uh, JC Jane says uh, Roxanne should ask her friend Cora Jade about choking under pressure. <laughs> she's great at it. She should go and buy a bus ticket like she's used to, go home and put posters of real stars uh, like them on her walls. Uh, it's going to get ugly, says Mandy. This dream's going to turn into a nightmare. <laughs> Out comes Roxanne Perez, joined by Cora Jade, um, who, uh, and before she can really get anything out, Andy Rose says, ah, 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 you don't want none of this. You know, you don't challenge me for my title. And uh, and Roxanne says, well, look, I do feel on top of the world, but I've earned every bit of being able to live my dream. And dreams are better, Michael Sidgwick, when you share them. So as much as I'd love to be NXT Women's Champion, and I will one day, hopefully, um, she wants to win the women's tag team titles with her friend. That is going to be so much sweeter. And I thought... Fine, good, we've talked about this. And then it all went to pieces if it hadn't done so already, which I feel like maybe you're going to say. Because, so, just a second, before Caden and Katana come out, they literally established at the beginning of this promo, Roxanne Perez has a guaranteed title shot yeah. as a result of winning the breakout tournament. So you're like, that's got a night, that's easy. In terms of WWE booking... That's a lovely little bow. It's not winning just one random match. She's worked her way through this tournament from the beginning. She's won the whole thing. And it just said title. It didn't say women's title. It didn't say specific championship. She's gone, you know what? These are the titles I want to go after. That's it. That's end game, guys. You've done it. Well done. That We would have been kind of all right with all that. And then, inexplicably, out come Caden Carter and Katana Chance. And they say... The line starts behind us. You know, you you look done. Or something. And she said, well, uh, Cora J says, well, we saw you in your house where you literally had a title shot and you look done. You lost. And they say, well, you don't get to cut in line because you're afraid of the month. Oh, they do because they got yeah, the title they shot. The title. Big shot. brawl, toxic attraction, just watch on and laugh. And I thought this was bloody stupid. See, what's funny about this is that there's two ways to attack how awful it was from a... Logic, plot hole, point of view, yes. Also, complete rank misogyny because these male writers in this NXT 2.0 writers' room hate women so much that they would rather disregard a plot hole in their own writing if it makes dialogue between women feel what they think is authentic. They are snipey little bitches who just hate each other. Every We got the B word later, didn't we? Every woman in this company hates other women in this company, yeah. because the, there's a misogynistic culture at the dark heart of this organization. Look at the way the, the the promo train unfolded on Raw this week when we were talking about this exact same issue. Like The cadence, they couldn't think any less 
of what they think women think of each other. Shrews. Oh, shrews. Oh, my God. You're a dumb bitch. Actually, you're a dumb bitch. I was just hating I've been watching The Real Housewives. I know. That's what uh, uh, we watch Real Housewives. (laughs) So, right. There's this bit where toxic attraction, friends, isn't that sweet? And then Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez, like, yeah, we're going to be friends and do this. And then, right. Katana Chance and Caden Carter come out and go, they say the exact same thing, don't they? Some of the effect of, oh, isn't it sweet how you're friends? Yeah. It's like, well, there's a matter of your friends. Like, where it's how. They, like, one of Katana Chance or Caden Carter, I can't remember who, I apologize, says something to the effect of, oh, it's cute that you want to do it with your friends, but, you know, get in line or whatever. Mm. It's like, well, hang on. You like your friends so much, right, that you willingly, for years plural, before there was an NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, had tag team matches yes. in the old black and gold, in the Wednesday Night War, when it was competitive, were having tag team matches for what purpose? There was no tag team titles. I, I complain about this all the time. That's how much you value your friend, right? So why are you taking the piss out of another set of female friends for being friends? Because against all logic, reason, and accountability, women secretly and outwardly in this case, in the minds of the um, writer's room, despise one another. It's just completely That's illogical. So cute. That's so Aren't you so cute? You're all horrible. The characters, as they are written, are all so horrible, but that all of them are impossible to get behind. But it's just, like you say, I completely it's agree just with that. Bitches. And if, you know, let's take an example, right? Cody Rhodes returns, wins the Royal Rumble. Whoever fought Roman Reigns or whoever's the champion can't come out the next night and go, line starts here, mate. You just lost, and they've got a guaranteed title opportunity. What was the fucking point of the breakout tournament then? Stupid, all of this. I hate it all. And, the, yeah, the writing was horrendous. Yeah. Dumb stuff. Needless to fill oh, one you're week. you're so cute, aren't you? Why don't you just have the match? Like you say, you talk about this. To be fair, you say this with AW as well. Right, you've, they've done this. So next week, one would assume, they can go, boom. Cora Jade... And Roxanne Perez in action next week against Carter and, uh, and uh, Chance. And then they win, and then they get the title shot at the Great American Bash. Why not just have, they get the title shot anyway, the Great American Bash, because that's what she's called. And next week, they face the team that just fought for the tag titles, so arguably are, like, right up there and a great warm-up for them. Like, and maybe they can even be friendly about it and be like, Hey, Women we, being friends. We need a tune-up fight ahead <laughs> of... They all hate each yeah. other. Yeah. Like, literally, no will, born. will Born. All women hate each other. Well, let's see. Let's see, see what happens next. Indy Hartwell's backstage. <laughs> and the uh, fighting businesswoman, Kiana Jane, walks in and says, ugh, ugh, why are you wasting your time on... No, sorry. It's not, <laughs> why are you wasting your time on her, basically? Uh, and Indy's like, oh, well, well, I won last week with the tag team we just saw, you know, and Keanu James makes a snipey little comment about all of her friends leaving her and her being too emotional and what I'm for. You hysterical bitch. <laughs> they say they're going to fight in the ring next week, and Hartwell says, I'll see you in the ring next week, bitch. I think you might be right with this assessment, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think I am. Anyway, I, let's, move, lot of things. let's move on um, to the guy who I've realized, two people. main event? Two people, no, better. Well, my main event, Idris Anofi versus... Uh, yeah! Grams. Two people, bad. two people, right? Who I would implement at least one thing from them into my character if I created them on 2K. Cameron Grimes is caving. Love that as a finisher. Idris and Ofe's entrance, yeah. When he puts that robe on and just bursts out, and he's like, Here I am, ladies. That's me. That's that's what Adam Bourne dresses like. Let me tell you. <laughs> Adam Bourne wrestled in sunglasses and uh camo trousers back in the day on SmackDown 2. Did Adam Bourne? He was seven foot tall. <laughs> also, he did the taunt where he did a backflip. You know how much I'm doing backflips in the office. Uh, I accidentally eliminated myself from a rumble once doing that. It's like glitch, and it went, boop. And I went, ah, guess I'm not going to the main event of WrestleMania then. Anyway, so Cameron Grimes versus Idris Anofe. Obviously, they're trying to prove themselves. Malik Blade's there as well. Uh, two Cameron Grimes. But for the most part, he's in control. 
Uh, Enofa gets some offense in, drop kicks him down, that gets him a two count. Um, Enofa gets sent to the outside, Grimes hits a running kick on the apron. Great, Grimes hits a high crossbody, goes for the yes kicks, and then Enofa, because he's just jacked, he's just ripped, he's an absolute piece. He's like, I'll have some more of that. Kicks him, kicks him, kicks him. Trading shots, double knockdown. Enofa uh, sends him into the ropes, hits a knee to the head, um, hits the uh, running flip dive thing, um, but uh, get, they get back inside. He misses the 450. Grimes hits a sort of swinging side effect and the cave in, one, two, three. And a show of respect, a handshake after the match. They got lost several times. It was quite obvious that Cameron Grimes was really trying to guide his opponent into position for various things. Some of it was clunky, awkward, clumsy. It didn't really go that long. Uh, not good, I'm afraid. But I like these three men. I, like, I love the personalities. Yeah. I, I do, I do. I just couldn't get into the match because I thought the work was just subpar. That's <laughs> not a really funny game next. Thea Hale. Uh, oh, my God, this is... F- <laughs> <laughs> chase you. Guess who her roommate is? The only other person at chase you not know. <laughs> not called Andre Chase. It's Bodie Hayward. Um, uh, and he's a bit confused by it all. It's co-ed dorms. Um, and Thea unpacks. And she throws all of her clothes and they land on Bodie. And she uh, Bodie's jumps. doing like, a bit of a... Yeah. <laughs> jumps on her bed. Uh, and Bodie's... He's just a... Thick jock, basically. Doesn't even understand what co-ed means. They have to swap days and things like that. She says, no, we're going to share. We're going to be best friends. I'm really excited. Let's go get some food. Uh, and she hits him with a shot to the ribs to close this comical segment. Right, okay. Have I imagined sleep deprivation might have informed this uh, figment of my imagination? Was it like a comedy sound effect? The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. There was like three different... I was thinking Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so like a thong was in his face. He's like, dong. I'm like, yeah. Hot chick, I'm rooming with now. I seen, I seen the movies. I know how this turns out. Gonna do She's going to take her glasses off and suddenly be smoking hot. <laughs> and I'm going to see where the hell did that ass come from, baby? <laughs> I love that as well when they, in the, in the movies. And they're like, uh, look at this ugly bitch. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like clearly a, an insanely hot model who's just like, they're like, what if she had scruffy hair and glasses? It's like, and also, look at all these college guys. I mean, they're 32, but they're <laughs> 17, babe. No wonder people have unrealistic expectations. I was watching those movies back in the day going, oh, sh- sh- should I look like that? The thing about... Uh, the cinematic classic, she's all that, right? Okay. Yeah. They actually account for how conventionally attractive, right? Try not to be GR about these things. Yes. How conventionally attractive Rachel Lee Cooker is, right? Because to say, like, uh, what about her over there? What about that goddamn smoke show with glasses? And if it was like 20 years later, it'd be like geek chic and she's yeah. goddamn hot with the glasses. Keep the goddamn glasses on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Glasses on. And, um,. So they do say something effective, right? Okay, but fungus, I don't mind, just not weird and inaccessible. Yeah. And then, but they still do the scene where it's like just going down the stairs. Can you speak? And it's like, like glasses, off, glasses off. It's like, oh my God, she's a babe. <laughs> it's, it's like she was fit to begin with. the movie? I can't remember what it was. Where it's like, uh, oh, look at this girl. It's Anne Hathaway, one of the most beautiful actresses. In- oh, look at her. Maybe she took a shower once in a while and put some contacts in. What are you talking about? Anyway, this whole scene, I don't want to talk about this. It's bollocks, wasn't it? Oh, it's so, so, even by NXT 2 by yeah. standards, it's like, Bang. right, enough of, you know, objectifying women. Uh, Nikita Lyons uh, got a vignette promo saying she's going to NXT back next week, and uh, um, Wade Barrett sounded quite happy about it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'll try to do Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. And I can't do it. In a cockney accent, which she's not even from London. No. Nor is he a caricature. <laughs> no. Oh my god, Ricky, I can't do it. Yeah, it's impossible. Um, but yeah, she's back next week. We'll talk about it on the preview. She's back. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It was time for uh, Sir Wanks a lot versus Von Wagner. <laughs> I'm just going to call him that from now on. <laughs> Brooks Jensen, Boris Johnson versus Von Wagner. Bit of a grudge match, this. Bit of a brawl. Bit of a brawl. Everyone's banned from ringside. Von Wagner just decimated him as a result of it. Um, Targeted the injured hand, which I got confused by, right? I'm not wrong in thinking that he, or maybe didn't hit him with the injured hand. Did he? 
he took the thing off and be like, my final hand's fine, didn't he? Maybe it was the other one who hit him with, I don't know. But yeah, he was just is selling the injured hand the entire time. And that played into the finish. He hit a flying DDT, did Boris Johnson. Um, but he couldn't hook the lead properly because of the injured hand that Von Wagner had, had targeted. I did like the bit when Jensen came off the top and Wagner just hit him with the uh, shoulder breaker. That was quite a good of sort of, I mean, it's, it's a fairly, I say this, I know there's a person who's never wrestled in my life. It's a fairly straightforward bump in terms of there's no twisting involved. You just basically presumably have to step to the side and fall backwards with them as if you're targeting the arm. But I did like that as a spot. I'll give him that. Um, and Von Wagner hit his finisher, the sort of fireman's carry neck breaker for the win here. And he smiled. It's weird seeing him. Yeah, smile, no, it? it's weird seeing him in world. I didn't think much of this. Okay. Uh, Bron Breaker was uh, walking backstage, bumped into Kevin Grams and said, uh, I like that. I like that show in there. Helping out the rookie, Cameron Cry. Hey, uh, good work, rookie. Uh, how, it was a good performance out there. And uh, he says, you got Hort. Uh, and I look <laughs> forward to facing that version of you at the Great American Bash. And uh, Grimes says, well, if this version of me shows up, you're looking at the next champion. Oh, please. Never. It's not going to happen, is it? I was trying to work out, like, you always have to, I mean, with everything, especially with, I mean, Bron Breaker's not dropping that title for a long old while until basically he's probably moving up to the main roster. That's when they'll take it off him. They might not even do it then. They might just have him relinquish it sort of thing. But uh, certainly, you know, when you're just like, maybe my favorite's going to win. Let's check what, how many title defenses this guy's had. Two. Right, well, he's not losing it yet then, is he? Um and uh, we have uh, Joe Gacy talking some more bollocks with his yed. Um, yed. Uh, he offered them purpose. They left everything behind. Their homes, their family, everything else. Uh, <laughs> their dreams, they were pipe dreams. They were going to pack up and go home. Go home to where? Probably. Um, they're reborn. They're ready to take on the world. They may have tasted gold before. Who could this possibly be? Uh, but without... But without intention, gold is flavorless. What? Uh, what? Sorry, it's a word salad, isn't it? Earth did this mean? It will be delicious. Some dickhead, some stupid misogynistic hack dickhead <laughs> with no talent, who can't get a proper TV screenwriter job, has thought, "Ah, my, my yeah, that that was so clever." Mm. Has he seen one of those? Like you know, when they're like. On the, in the papers or whatever, and they're like showing the exorbitant wealth that some people have. Whilst I'm not going to get in a political rant, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, where I was going to go with that. But you know, when they're like, check out this restaurant, you know, like the knobheads getting, they're like, oh, we had to pay so much for Salt Bay. And I'm like, good, fine. Yeah. But yeah, if you're going to pay that, you knobheads, I don't care. I'm not going to feel any sympathy for you, right? But you know, there's some restaurants where they're like, what if the steak was covered in gold? Yeah. I'm like, I just want to stay. Yeah. They've they just seen that and thought that gold equals taste. Yeah. Idiots. This is the I don't, this is probably the stupidest thing that's ever been said on NXT two point oh. Question still remains who are the Yeads? We just there's no clues. There's no clues. Um right, Alba Fire versus Lash Legend. Skip. <laughs> you can't skip. Although they did kind of skip making a decision on this because it went to DQ. Legend worked over Fire. Fire fought back because she's great. Obviously, she hit a gory bomb, uh, went off the top. But Lash Legend moved, but then as she charged towards Lash Legend, Lash Legend grabbed, I mean, you shouldn't bring a bat to ringside, to be honest. It's probably your own stupid fault. Lash Legend grabbed the bat and hit uh, Alba Fire for the DQ. So they're going to have some stipped-up rematch at the, I was going to say, at the Pape in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, Lash a Legend. A slight improvement from Lash Legend. Yeah, and that wasn't a complete disaster. Um, you get less bad? She just moves so unlike a professional wrestler. It's, it's quite staggering. Yeah. Uh, and then staggering it Staggering is quite an apt... Um, that's one um, play on words that actually works. Mm. Because it's staggering how much she doesn't look like a wrestler because she's also kind of staggers about and doesn't really move fluidly. Yeah. Also, it could be one of those things, you know, like the movies where they get savaged in the papers, but they go like, we'll just cut that bit out. So it's like... On the poster for Lash Legend, it just says "staggering." Yeah, yeah, yeah from, yeah, from yeah. Michael Sidgwick. You seen that one with the uh, Legend that you know when Tom Hardy plays both the Kratos? Yeah, 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 the Guardian two star review gets put in the middle. That looks like four stars. <laughs> Psych. No, it's not. I quite like that movie. That was quite good. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's good. Shoot at is a shoot at. A lot of accents I can do in that movie. Basically, it gets a thumbs up from Wilbur. That should be my letterbox. Could I do an accent from this movie? 
Five stars. Five stars. Uh, an event time, North hey. American Championship on the line. Carmelo Hayes Um Tony talks trash. He early on dominated and sort of like, he looked great at the beginning. He, I thought, wait a second, is he going to win the title for a brief, brief second? Because he made Carmelo Hayes look like a twat. He made himself look like he was huge. Like he was just... Every exchange, every like lockup, he was dominating, and then having the ability to look at Santos and go, "You see how this easy, easy this is? Check out the barn sort of thing." Um, all the family and Trick Williams, everyone gets up on the apron at one point. That allows uh, Tony to to really take control and and clip Carmelo with a shot. But Carmelo fights back because he's great. Hits him with a kick, uh, comes off the ropes, but gets pressed into the air and uh, let go for a two count. Um, and Tony sends uh, Carmelo Hayes crashing into the ring steps to take us to a break. When we come back, he's uh, giving uh, Hayes the old stretch. The Don's working over the champion. Hayes makes his comeback. Um, but uh, he, oh, and he hits a sort of springboarding flying lariat thing, which looked great. D'Angelo cuts him off, though, with a sort of Tazplex, a sort of overhead Tazplex at one point, which I really liked. He slaps him about a bit. Uh, Hayes fights back and hits a code breaker, but D'Angelo cuts him off with another overhead suplex, and he crawls to the corner as one of the, I think it's Dex, jumps up in the corner and texts the referee for the spot. Is it going to be a crowbar? Is it going to be the brass knucks? Turns out it was going to be the brass knucks. He crawls to Santos Escobar, who pulls out the brass knucks and puts them on the ring. And then Tony's like, give me the fucking brass knucks. Give me the knucks, asshole. Yeah. And Escobar looks at him, and in a, a moment that will live in infamy, a betrayal of the Dan, he slides the brass knucks past Tony into the grateful hands of, uh, of Carmelo Hayes. And Tony berates him, turns around into a brass knucks shot, of course, and Hayes covers him. One, two, three. Carmelo Hayes retains the North American Championship. And as Wade said on commentary, as the show goes off the air, and you've got, on the one hand, Tony and his boys, and on the other hand, Escobar and the formerly Legado del Fantasma, you get Wade Barrett shouting, there's going to be hell to pay. I'm so excited for next week. Is Triple H back on the creative team in some capacity? Because <laughs> this all-heel drab match was very consistent with the very worst of NXT being incredibly tedious. Yeah, the only way that people could enjoy that is if they were me and didn't see Tony D'Angelo as a heel. Yeah, I know. Actually, all Carmelo Hayes, because he's great as well. I know. Just all heel, drab action. That was just there for so long in a clunky way. Despite one really impressive power spot by the end, which I did pop for. And again, it's just... If you do stupid bollocks, the center kind of hold... And it just becomes even more stupid. You can't possibly tell... You can't possibly do something that makes sense or is clever within the parameters of something stupid. So when you spend months trying to do the storyline of who's the real Don of NXT, right? And then you do the stupid stipulation where someone has to be someone's property or work for someone. And then you can just say, no, I don't have to. Why should I... Yeah. I Why is there a contract for two crime syndicates broadcast on national television, implicating ourselves, indicting ourselves as a crime syndicate on national <laughs> television. It's the stupidest thing of all time. So when they turn around and say, no, I don't really have to do this, what court of law is going to uphold the stipulation when neither party wants to do anything near the fuzz? <laughs> like, it's the stupidest bollocks ever it's a waste oh, I was not going to join the family then cool why have I spent two months watching this yeah in the match in the match is rubbish yeah I, I had strong flashbacks I'm sure Wade did too of Cena has to join the Nexus oh my god think of the storyline possibilities this opens up yeah but what if he just Didn't. was it was a part of the Nexus but it's like a player it's like Ronaldo right signs for Manchester City and you're like Oh, man, yeah, what potential this is. Like, he could finally lead them to Champions League gr glory. He could beat his former team. What, you know, what partnerships could he form with J the Jack Grealish, Erling Haaland, et cetera, et cetera. And he scores, like, six own goals in the first game. He's like, ha I'm an insider. And, uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, what? Well, that was the point of the... Anyway, yeah, like you say, 
The betrayal, though. Looking forward to discussing that next week on the NXT 2.0 preview. And that will be the next time I think about this show. Yes, absolutely. So there you go. Let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sid will be back a little bit later on today to preview the go-home episode of AW Dynamite ahead of Forbidden Door. Don't know why I do that. <laughs> anyway, this has been the NXT 2.0 review. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't right <laughs> Hold now. it in, hold on. And our current faves. In. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.